In the autumn of 1835, Halley's Comet illuminated the night sky. But at the time, the world was mostly dark. There was no electricity or engines yet. But within a generation, light bulbs were buzzing in most homes and steamships were crossing the seas. The comet seemed like an omen. The year 1835 introduced another gift to the world as well. The writer Mark Twain was born. 21 years later, another baby was born in a small Austrian village. This time, the birth happened under a different omen. Lightning and thunder tore through the clouded sky. The midwife said the thunderstorm was bad luck. This would be a child of darkness. But the new mother retorted, no, he will be a child of light. This baby was Nikola Tesla, the great inventor who would one day shoot lightning from his fingertips. Two eccentric geniuses born under omens of change, electricity and wit, satire and science. Their friendship came late in life, but critically influenced each man's destiny. After all, they ended up saving each other's lives. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson. And I'm Carter Roy. And this is Obituaries, a Spotify original from Parcast. Over the next 10 episodes, we're looking at unlikely pairs, giants in their respective fields, who left a deep and lasting impression on the world and each other. Some of these pairs considered themselves allies, some partners, and some bitter rivals. But in every case, their legacies are inextricably intertwined. We'll look at their lives side by side to see how their paths converged, how they impacted one another's fates, and ultimately, how they were remembered. In this episode, we'll explore the friendship of Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla. Their journeys to fame and misfortune interconnected in unexpected ways. We'll also examine how both men's work might have been motivated by a deep insecurity and how Tesla offered an aging Twain newfound hope in humanity in exchange for his own redemption. Coming up, Tesla's tragic early years inspire him to change the world. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad, too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. 
With more than 88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Nikola Tesla was born in a horrible thunderstorm, but the omen didn't seem to influence his early childhood. Tesla grew up happy with his family in their rural cottage. He especially treasured his time with his older brother, Dane. Sadly, this happy childhood was shattered when Tesla was just five years old. One day, Dane was riding the family's Arabian stallion near their home. Then, in an instant, the horse was spooked. Tesla looked over at the commotion just in time to see his brother fly to the ground. As the animal fled, it trampled over 12-year-old Dane's inert body. The memory of his brother's death was so heartbreaking that Tesla recalled every detail for the rest of his life. It haunted the rest of his family as well. Tesla's father, an Orthodox priest, had very high hopes for Dane. Over the years, he idolized his dead son, dreaming of what could have been. No matter what the younger Tesla accomplished or how hard he tried, he couldn't compete with Dane's memory. Tesla even wrote later, Anything I did that was creditable merely caused my parents to feel their loss more keenly. I grew up with little confidence in myself. After watching his brother die, Tesla began experiencing strange visions. When someone mentioned an object, it would appear before him. The visions seemed so lifelike that he couldn't tell whether they were real or imaginary. He'd struggle to hold conversations, so distracted by the illusions sparking through his head. He described flashes of light that filled the air with tongues of living flame. These visions were evidence of a mental health condition. Psychological disorders ran in Tesla's family. His father argued with himself in different voices, a symptom of schizophrenia. Tesla himself was suspected to have obsessive-compulsive disorder, symptoms of which reportedly started to affect him in his later life around 1917. Beyond his visions, he struggled with bizarre quirks such as a fear of women's earrings. He was also frequently sick. In early adulthood, a terrible illness even left him hovering close to death. It was so bad that the doctors gave up on him. He lost hope and resigned himself to an early death. But then destiny intervened. A nurse gave Tesla a book of stories to read while in bed. Tesla described it as literature unlike anything I had ever read before and so captivating as to make me utterly forget my hopeless state. The stories were the work of Samuel Langhorne Clemens, otherwise known as Mark Twain. Tesla had been wondering what he had to live for, but Twain's storytelling abruptly gave him hope. When he cracked open these stories, he saw a certain inspiring humanity. Instead of worrying about living up to his father's expectations, he could take a brief sojourn to the American South. Tesla's health recovered not long after receiving Twain's book, and he believed the stories contributed to his miraculous recovery. They gave him hope and energy in the face of death. In essence, Mark Twain saved his life. After recovering, 
Tesla enrolled at the Austrian Polytechnic School in Graz to study engineering. It was there he first dreamed of the invention he'd become known for, an alternating current electrical generator. While walking through a park and reciting poetry, he said that the idea came like a flash of lightning, and in an instant, the truth was revealed. He built a prototype, elegant, simple, and effective. The machine provided electricity in a safer manner than Edison's direct current generators. Biographer Margaret Cheney noted that the applications of it would literally revolutionize the technical world. Unfortunately, the rest of the world didn't notice Tesla's work. He couldn't find an investor for his new form of electricity. In the end, Charles Batchelor, a longtime assistant to Thomas Edison, urged Tesla to head to the United States where he might have better luck. Tesla took the suggestion, thinking of the wonderful things he knew of America, most of which came from Mark Twain's writing. Twain's storytelling had once given him hope, but now it gave him courage. Tesla sold everything he owned and boarded a ship bound for the U.S. Much like the young Austrian inventor he inspired, Twain also had a painful childhood. While his upbringing along the Mississippi was largely happy, when he was 11 years old, his father died of pneumonia. Twain, his mother, and his three siblings were left to fend for themselves. His mother could rarely find work, and the family fell into poverty. Twain's humble origin haunted him for the rest of his life, but also drove his success. Twain got his first big break at 30, when his story, Jim Smiley and His Jumping Frog, now better known as the celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, hit magazines across the country. He followed that up with The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, a humorous novel of boyhood along the Mississippi River. But as he rocketed to fame and wealth, he became embarrassed by his poor rural upbringing. Twain felt shame about his failure to question the racism of the South outside of his writing. To distance himself from his origins, he moved to New York City, married the daughter of a rich merchant, and wrote books that made him sound like a savvy world traveler. Twain fancied himself a cosmopolitan man, a citizen of the world, but he still craved validation from society. He was haunted by what scholar Hamlin Hill called an indisputable and almost overwhelming sense of inferiority. To aid in his quest for relevance and approval, Twain invested heavily in the cutting-edge world of science. New technology promised a mystical future, one as far from Missouri as he could get. Whereas coal was dirty and commonplace, electricity was clean and mysterious. For Twain, acquiring state-of-the-art technology was a way to overcome his feelings of inferiority. He wrote, Man will do many things to get himself loved. He will do all things to get himself envied. Twain was so fascinated with technology that he patented three inventions himself, including a new type of suspenders. He hounded Thomas Edison about getting his hands on a phonograph and boasted about being the first person he knew to have a telephone. He wrote The Adventures of Tom Sawyer on a typewriter, making it one of the first published novels not written by hand. He sunk $300,000 into a speedy printing press powered by direct current called the Page Compositor, 
the equivalent of over $6.4 million in 2020. Unfortunately, that investment was a bust. But during his search for new investment opportunities, he discovered a newly published electrical schematic for Tesla's alternating current. He wrote in his journal, I have just seen the drawings and description of an electrical machine lately patented by a Mr. Tesla and sold to the Westinghouse company, which will revolutionize the whole electric business of the world. Eventually, Twain would get to meet the man. Twain was a founding member of The Players, a members-only group where luminary artists socialized with New York's elite. That's where he was finally introduced to the young Tesla through a mutual friend. Twain was excited to pick the brain of the man that newspapers had already started calling the New Wizard of the West. He wasn't repelled by Tesla's thick Austrian accent or strange obsessive habits. Instead, he saw a kindred spirit, plagued by insecurity and haunted by tragedy, but focused on progress. As for Tesla, he was finally able to thank the legendary writer for saving his life 25 years earlier. He told Twain that when he was young and ill, resigned to death, Twain's writing was the only thing that kept him fighting to live. When Tesla finished his story, the notoriously cynical Twain was weeping. As their friendship grew, Tesla invited Twain to the wild, glimmering playground of his laboratory. The writer was one of the first to experience the promising buzz of metal coils, glowing tubes, and an electric future. It was only a matter of time before the two visionaries found a way to collaborate. Coming up, we'll see how Tesla inspired Twain to write science fiction. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Now, back to the story. The end of the 19th century was the dawn of the electric age. Business tycoons hurried to invest in electric energy, and Nikola Tesla was at the forefront of the new technology. In his quest for success, he had a secret weapon at his disposal, a glowing friendship with the most respected satirist of the day, Mark Twain. After meeting at the Players Club, these two giants started an unusual relationship. They both had childhoods marked by loss, but each man dealt with it differently. Tesla worked for technological progress, while Twain used his literature to bitterly criticize humanity's follies. But their most grandiose, futuristic ideas began in the way most scientific discoveries do, messing around in the lab. In order to do research, scientists needed money. 
So Tesla regularly invited a who's who of moguls, engineers, journalists, and celebrities to his workshop to experience his dazzling inventions firsthand. Of course, this menagerie of investors included Mark Twain. Twain was in awe of Tesla's elegant ability to bend nature to his will. He was even more impressed when Tesla asked him to be a part of his experiments, literally. One of Tesla's most startling innovations was a high-voltage transformer that would shoot 15-foot bolts of lightning across the lab. He used these so-called Tesla coils to showcase his ability to light lamps without wires. Tesla could literally charge the human body as a conduit for electricity. It was a difficult concept to grasp, so he turned to his eloquent friend Twain to help demonstrate. He had Twain hold a loop of wire over a bulb. Tesla hit a switch and the current surged through Twain's body. He didn't feel a thing as the bulb illuminated with a flash, which Tesla used to snap a photograph. Mark Twain had literally become a camera flash bulb. It was one of the first photographs to be taken with phosphorescent light. In the photo, Twain stares solemnly into a glowing orb, the gears churning in his mind as he dreams of the illuminated future. During one late night visit in 1895, Twain posed for another photograph. This time, Tesla tried to provide a flash with a cathode ray tube, but when they looked at the photograph together, it was splotchy and faded. The two friends shrugged it off and put the photo aside. A few weeks later, a German scientist named Wilhelm Röntgen discovered that these cathode ray tubes produced what he called X-radiation. This kind of light could see the bones inside a human body. He quickly published his discovery, and the newspaper headlines caught Tesla's attention. He dug out the photograph and sent an excited telegram to Twain. He realized they had produced one of the world's first X-ray images together. But the strangest of Twain and Tesla's adventures didn't involve electricity or X-radiation. It had to do with another critical matter. Constipation. As an elderly man, Twain complained to Tesla about not being able to go to the bathroom when desired. He tried all sorts of tonics and tinctures to no avail. So Tesla, ever the innovator, thought of something that would revolutionize every hospital and home. He called it mechanical therapy. One night in 1896, Tesla invited Twain to his laboratory for this revolutionary treatment he'd devised. Twain arrived expecting to be given a drink or tablet that might cure him of his ailment. Instead, Tesla instructed him to stand on an oscillating metal disc powered by compressed air. Twain was skeptical, but Tesla convinced him the sensations would impart vitality. But Tesla also said there was one very important caveat. The moment Tesla instructed him to step off the vibrating disc, Twain needed to do so immediately. Twain stepped onto the plate and Tesla zapped the machine into action. Twain instantly felt the pleasure of a million vibrations rippling through his body. He found himself humming like a bumblebee, dancing and waving his arms around while Tesla watched with a grin. Finally, Tesla told him to step off the disc. But alas, Twain ignored the advice. He was having just too much fun. Tesla warned him again, 
Twain should really trust him on this. But again, Twain laughed it off. He turned to the scientist and said, You couldn't get me off this thing with a crane. The words had hardly left his mouth when Twain's smile disappeared. Slowly, he scooted off the machine with tiny little steps. Keeping his legs together, he whispered, Quick, Tesla, where is it? Tesla pointed toward the restroom, and Twain took off running. Apparently, the constipation was no longer a problem. It goes to show that it's probably best to take the advice of scientists. However, Twain and Tesla's time in the lab wasn't all fun and games. Their experiments and discussions shaped their worldviews. Tesla was an idealist. He believed that the ability to harness electricity in all its mystery wouldn't just transform society, it could fix it. No more violence, no more hunger. If man was able to master this energy, then paradise would be possible. He was perhaps at his most optimistic when in 1900 he released plans for something he called his world system. He wrote about a wireless device, no bigger than a watch, that could power itself. He said that it would enable a user to listen anywhere on land or sea to a speech or music played in some other place, however distant. He believed a device like this would democratize society and give power to all people. Twain was far from an idealist. Though fascinated by technology, he didn't underestimate man's ability to ruin a good thing. He knew humans were fundamentally flawed and no technological invention could fix that. Still, Tesla's wild light shows inspired Twain to try his hand at a new literary frontier, science fiction. He expressed his concerns about this brave new world in a short tale inspired by Tesla's vision. Twain describes an army officer wrongly accused of murdering the inventor of a wondrous device called the telectroscope. This instrument would allow the user to view any place in the world, essentially a 19th century FaceTime. It was certainly inspired by Tesla's world system. The officer is in prison for the crime, but has the telectroscope with him in jail. He peers into the camera-like device for days on end while locked in his cell. Though behind bars, Twain wrote that the new technology made the man feel almost as free as the birds of the air. Then, just before he is marched to the gallows, the officer saw something in the device that proved he was innocent. Unfortunately, despite the evidence, the innocent man was executed. Twain's morbid story displayed his signature pessimism. Even in a future where technology lets us see the truth, no machine can rid society of inequality and injustice. Twain's cynicism and Tesla's optimism finally clashed in the autumn of 1898. Both worldviews were encapsulated inside Tesla's latest contraption, a ship that could be fully operated by remote control. This vehicle would allow for battles to be waged entirely between machines without putting humans at risk. In an interview, he said, battleships will cease to be built and the most tremendous artillery afloat will be of no more use than scrap iron. I prefer to be remembered as the inventor who succeeded in abolishing war. Twain was gallivanting through Europe when he heard of Tesla's groundbreaking new patent. Strangely enough, 
He'd also been thinking about how to bring about lasting peace, but he had a different idea. He fired off a letter to Tesla, writing, Great inventors should contrive something against which fleets and armies would be helpless, and thus make war henceforth impossible. As the saying goes, great minds think alike. Tesla conceded the only way man could reach utopia was by acknowledging his penchant for destruction. Sadly, for all their experiments, Twain and Tesla never accomplished world peace together. Both men's careers were derailed by mental health issues as they got older, but in the prime of their relationship, their mingling ideas predicted the future, ensuring that their work would long outlast them. Coming up, Tesla's hallucinations get worse as he veers toward his death, and Twain visits him from beyond the grave. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, back to the story. Throughout the 1890s, novelist Mark Twain and inventor Nikola Tesla had a magnetic friendship that sparked some of their most interesting works. Tesla inspired Twain to try his hand at science fiction, and Twain encouraged Tesla's most extravagant designs. Unfortunately, despite Tesla's multiple attempts at transforming the world, the main obstacle in his path was funding. Tesla simply lacked the capitalistic drive to keep investors interested. In his heart, he felt technology should transcend the marketplace to benefit everyone, not just those who could afford it. Nowhere was this more true than his relentless pursuit of wireless power. With the help of J.P. Morgan, he built the Wardenclyffe Tower on the coast of Long Island. It was like a gothic metal spire with a UFO-like cage at the top much like something a James Bond villain might inhabit. Tesla's intentions were anything but villainous, though. He wanted to use the antenna to pull energy from the Earth itself and pump it through the air. The building would realize his ultimate dream, free electricity for all. But Tesla quickly zapped through the money that Morgan invested. When he pleaded for more funding, Morgan refused. The mogul wanted profits, and free electricity promised the opposite. Morgan pulled the plug on the project. The Wardenclyffe Tower was blown up for scrap metal, and Tesla's notes drifted down the street like ashes. To this day, electricity companies mine the earth to power their generators. They charge for every watt consumed by the public. But if Tesla's dream hadn't been thwarted, renewable electricity would flow for free. Twain felt terrible for the collapse of his friend's great vision. 
In Tesla, Twain saw a tragic hero, an electric age Don Quixote of steel towers and lightning beams. It was difficult to watch him accrue massive amounts of debt in the pursuit of his inventions. After all, Twain knew the crushing feeling of bankruptcy after his publishing house went under. Meanwhile, J.P. Morgan spread rumors about Tesla, scaring off any other would-be investors. The scuttlebutt ended any chance Tesla had of ever getting the funding he needed for his designs. This deeply affected Twain, and he wrote one of his most famous pieces to pay homage to his idealistic friend. In his story, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, a mechanic at a gun factory is knocked unconscious and wakes up in the Dark Ages. He tries to make the best of it. In an effort to revolutionize the kingdom, he installs a telephone wire, starts schools, and tries to instill a sense of democracy in the medieval society. Unfortunately, once the king realizes he's trying to better the life of the peasants, he's sold into slavery. In one climactic scene, 30,000 knights are slaughtered in battle against a soulless array of machine guns, landmines, and electric fences. Twain's tale is a clear ode to his friend Tesla, a man who saw a society in need of saving and tried to better it through technology. Much like Tesla's investors, instead of using the advancements for good, Twain's fictional kingdom rips itself apart and persecutes the man responsible. But for all his fame, Twain never achieved any steadfast wealth either. His own debts followed him for the rest of his life, and sadly, so did tragic loss. In 1896, Twain's daughter died of meningitis, and 10 years later, his wife of 34 years also passed away. Then in 1909, his youngest daughter died of a heart attack at just 29. The recurring tragedies contributed to Twain's pessimism. He still wrote, but failed to finish most of his work. He was prone to paranoid ramblings and fights with his surviving daughter, Clara. For the last decade of his life, he lived in hell. While Twain's life was declining in his twilight years, Tesla was unfortunately distant. Twain had spent some years in Europe in the early 1900s, and in the interim, Tesla had moved out to Long Island. When Twain returned, they simply lived too far apart for consistent contact. The days of the Players Club and late nights at the Manhattan Lab were over. However, in 1909, a year before his death, Twain invited Tesla to Clara's wedding. It was a warm reminder that even if they no longer spoke, their friendship hadn't ended. Their mutual admiration was a tether like electricity itself, traveling both ways, invisible and full of energy. Twain fought his personal demons until his death in April 1910. And as Tesla aged, his obsessive-compulsive disorder worsened. He also had intense phobias and an increasing aversion to going out among people. He became more and more isolated. He never married, and he lived in a series of cheap hotels paid for by empathetic former investors. His visions, which he'd been able to control since childhood, returned with a vengeance. Instead of working on inventions, he spent a lot of time in New York City parks communicating with pigeons. 
Once, he gave a hotel proprietor a crate that he said contained a prototype of a death beam weapon. Years later, after Tesla was long gone, they pried open the box with fear, but all they found were a few beat-up old electrical components. There was no way to know if this was the result of Tesla's mental health issues or if it was a clever gambit of avoiding a steep hotel bill. Despite working tirelessly for so much of his life, Tesla never felt that he lived up to his father's expectations. His inventions didn't bring peace. He didn't democratize electricity. Humanity, after all his innovation, remained broken, just like Twain had said. And yet, Twain was one person he was certain he did help. Tesla offered him something the old writer couldn't give himself, hope. And in exchange, Tesla received the absolution he craved from a father figure and mentor. He had an adoring fan who was proud of his accomplishments and inspired by them. In late 1942, Tesla was lying in his hotel room at the Wyndham, New Yorker, close to death. Secluded and bedridden, he missed companionship. He wrote his old friend Mark Twain a letter and told his messenger to deliver it. Hesitantly, the boy broke the news. Twain had been dead for years. Tesla laughed it off. The messenger looked confused. He told the boy, Don't you dare to tell me that Mark Twain is dead. He was in my room here last night. He sat in that chair and talked to me for an hour. He is having financial difficulties and needs my help. The messenger opened the envelope and five $1 bills poured out. Even on his deathbed, Tesla wanted to give to the world. His labs had been destroyed and his mind wasn't the same as it had been, but he was still thinking about the people he cared about. Tesla died January 7, 1943, at the age of 86. The spark of Twain and Tesla's friendship ignited at the height of the Industrial Revolution. During this time, the promise of science was intoxicating. Everyone was caught up in it. There was a sense that if they found the next great invention, everyone would be happier. Tesla was one of the few who found it, and Twain was proud to join him for his scientific adventures. But when it came down to it, it wasn't buzzing light bulbs that made their lives brighter. It was their friendship. Tesla saw visions of world-changing inventions, but his last hallucination was simply his friend Mark Twain, a flawed being made of flesh and bone. The men might have disagreed on the nature of humanity, but they did so by forming a human connection. We should all hope to be so lucky. Thanks for listening. You can find all episodes of Obituaries and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back next week with a new episode about the intertwined legacies of two incredible humans. Obituaries is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Obituaries was written by Ben Caro, with writing assistance by Kate Gallagher, and stars Vanessa Richardson and Carter Roy.